Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 166. You've got Chris and Brian, and this time around, we're going to talk about being gracefully violent. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a saying that goes that goes way back that I honestly cannot remember where I heard it from, but it struck me to the point that I still remember to this day. Um, basically, somebody being a an, an awkward display of of of, you know, intent, somebody being really, really awkward and wanting to push through something. Um, graceless display of awkward enthusiasm is the phrase. The graceless, somebody, somebody exhibiting a graceless display of awkward enthusiasm stuck with me. Um, and, and I don't know if that's because you want, you know, um, at this point in my life, I've been around some teenage sporting events and stuff like that. And you see some kids who haven't grown into their legs yet or, or whatever the case may be. And, and you see somebody who's just giving it everything they've got, man, they are enthusiastic. Um, we're going to talk about the far end of that spectrum, which is where some of those folks who stick with it actually end up once their growth patterns catch up with their leg and arm length and things of that nature. Yeah. So if you watch the best athletes in the world, um, they can they, they do things that you literally, they, they make everything look so freaking easy. And I'm going to go to like, I'm going to go to, to, to small stick ball. Um, what's that, the, the, where they have like the four things you step on and they call one of them home. The one guy throws the ball, oh, the, the other guy hits the ball. The, yeah, yeah, the, that. The baseball. Yeah, the baseball. There we go, the baseball thing. Um, watch somebody like an A-Rod or a Jeter at shortstop at third base. Watch them knock the ball down. Watch a hit that should have gotten by, that if it had been any mere mortal would have gotten by as they're diving for the ball going the wrong direction, somehow coming up with it, jumping up in the air, twisting in the air, throwing the ball all the way to freaking first base, maybe even not even a one hopper. And you watch them do stuff like that, and you're like, wow, that was awesome, what a great play. And then you stop and you think about it and say to yourself, slowly, could I do that? No. No, no you can't. That's why they're A-Rod or they're Jeter or they're whomever. Um, you know, watch some of the best guys in the NFL – that's the that's the oblong pig ball thing where the large sweaty men run into each other. Um, watch the wide receivers. Watch the running backs do things with their feet and their bodies. The misdirection, the ability to change direction rapidly, accelerate rapidly, decelerate rapidly, and run around people. Never mind just flat ass running over people. That's cool too. And figure it all out in real time. Yeah, in real time. In real time, you sit there and second guess them and go, if he just cut left. Oh, his blocker went the other way. Why didn't he follow his Because there's a 300-pound dude trying to smash him into the freaking turf. By the way, there's concrete under the turf. It's not soft. Um, you know, so we're talking about people who, who are at the top tier of their game. And, and that leads us, of course, to where we live. Um, you know, we, we sell firearms. We sell tools for self-defense. And we sell them uh, to a number of clientele who probably spend more time at the graceful display of awkward enthusiasm into the spectrum. Um, and then we sell them to people who do violence for a living and they do it very well. And whether those people are, you know, yeah, we don't have a whole bunch of SF dudes coming in and out of here. You know, it's not like we're in Virginia beach or something like that. And team six is right down the street, but we do have some guys come in here that are some pretty high speed dudes from local organizations, um, from local groups and stuff like that. And, and the idea, you know, we're talking about of, of graceful violence, the guys at the top tier of their game. And, and, the, and what it takes to get there, what it takes to stay there, who it takes to be there, etc. Um, kind of as the topic that we came across for today because it was really interesting. Um, probably just based on a lot of experience around this stuff and realizing that I fall closer to the awkward display 
of enthusiasm, of graceless, grace, graceless display of awkward enthusiasm, however you want to say it. I fall closer down on the spectrum, but I want to talk about how you get from one into the other and, and go from there. So, yeah, cool. One of the you know things, if you look at the really high speed guys um, on the professional end of the spectrum, so guys like Mike Fanone, yep, uh, Matt Pranka, Kyle DeFour, and then a whole bunch of nameless um, dudes. Yeah, a bunch of <laughs> yeah. bunch of other guys that kind of run around. Yeah. In those circles, um, who have names like John and Bob. This um, is Bob. He works for the government. That's <laughs> all you need to know for today's class. Yeah. Um, those guys look like they're moving in slow motion, um, but are actually doing an incredible amount of work um, faster than you can probably think about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then it's all over. Yeah. And they're, and, and a lot of what, and the whole processing, a lot of what they're processing, we talk all the time about putting stuff in the background, knowing how to do something well enough that it's in the background. It's not even the main program that's running. It's just something in the background that's just there that happens all the time because that's how that person's built because they've built it. They've yeah. built the foundation. Um, yeah. What are, what are they processing? How much of it are they processing at a, at a conscious level versus how much of it's subconscious and just built in? at this point yeah. um we had an opportunity to talk recently with some guys who who spent a, a significant amount of time doing law enforcement training with some guys who did a significant amount of military training um when when you show up to go into something like cag or you show up you've already made it through all the qualifications and all the tryouts and all the selections and all this other crap and you finally get there they basically send you off in a corner and make you shoot a specific gun for like 90 freaking days straight. Um, when you hear somebody say, wow, man, he does that like it's his job. Oh, it is. It's literally their job. They send them off in a corner somewhere, some range somewhere for like 90 days and go, here's your rifle. You're going to run this rifle for 90 days. When you get done with that, you're going to run this pistol for like 90 days. And you're going to literally be, it's going to become an extension of you um, and you're going to become intimate with it. And the idea is also that if you made it to that point, you're already provably above average intelligence. You're already provably way above average in physical ability, whether that be endurance, strength, coordination, etc., or all the above times three. Um, and, and, and then they send you off. You're already somebody who's very competent with these things. Then they send you off and go, here, now you got to go do this. And to the point where guys say, like, yeah, it, like, sometimes it wasn't even fun. You like it was work. You had to go do it, and 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 that's who we're talking about. Um, and and like I said, we're also going to talk a little bit about how guys get to that point as well, and and how to move the needle forward. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, having read through a bunch of the practical shooting training by Ben Stoger and Joel Park. Yep. Um, one of the things that they mentioned, you know, to go from um, call it a C class shooter to a B class shooter, um, dry fire a couple times a week. Yeah, you know, get to the range when you can, um, put in some effort, but it's definitely you know something you can do as a hobby level type thing. Yep. Uh, to go from a B class shooter, you know, to a master class shooter, uh, we're talking you know dry fire, maybe not all that long, but you know pretty much every day. Yeah. At least a little bit. Yeah. Being really intentional with you know which skills to work on, uh, really starting to look at you know efficiencies and things like the draw stroke, target transitions. Um, stuff like that. Um, the, the, tr the mechanics, the mechanics yeah. of running a match, not, yeah. not just shooting the gun, but the mechanics of running a match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> or running a stage in a match. Yeah. 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 Uh, to go from, you know, a master class shooter to a GM level shooter. Um, this is where things now become like a part-time job. Yeah. If we talk about, you know, how much effort. So if you got 
kids, you know, do kids work these days? Uh, <laughs> like, <in> school? <laughs> or are they all sitting at home playing Fortnite? No, no, some of them work. So some of them, mine work, but yeah. Uh, you know, whatever they're doing from like an hours a week perspective, yeah. um, that's kind of what you got to put in effort-wise. Yeah. And then to be somebody who's going to, you know, show up at an area, you know, in the USPSA or we're just going to pick on that sport for the moment. Yeah. Uh, to show up to an area match or a national match and be, you know, in the top 20, uh, especially at the national level, um, this is now your job. It is your job. And at that point, you're a sponsored shooter. Um, you know, somebody's giving you ammo. Somebody's giving you guns to beat on. Um, and, and you're getting enough uh, endorsement money. You're getting enough backup money on that that maybe you do have some other job that's a seasonal type job within the industry. Um, and I would I would take somebody like um, to pick on Julie Golub. Um, Julie works for Smith and Wesson. She's a she's she has a job for Smith and Wesson at a corporate level um, that she does on a regular basis, and she's a top level competitive shooter in a few different disciplines. But it but literally shooting the gun is her job, um, and she's somebody who is pretty interesting because she's actually managed to meld the family part into it and do that all very well. As well as I, I'm pretty sure she's a serious like cancer survivor and some things like that yeah. too. So some crazy stuff. But but the commitment level of the people at that level. A, part of that is like being that premier athlete or that elite athlete or that pro athlete, where when you think about the cut level going from high school to college and then the cut level again going from college to pro ball, these are these are all people who have been touched by God. The Lord God tapped them and said, you're going to be really freaking good at something at some point. Some of you are going to be really good at a lot of things, so pick one and be the best at it, and that's where these people end up. Um, she's one of those people... Um, any GM shooter, you know, a Scott Jedlinski, a Matt Pranka, a Robbie Latham, a Brian Enos, a Joel yeah. Park, a Ben, ben Stoger, Stoger, a, you know, we can go on and on. Um, who are the Army guys? Uh, uh, Max Michelle, uh, JJ Ricaza. You know, I mean, these are these are the top of the game guys. They, they were touched by somebody at, from, from yeah. the word go and then were able to to fall in the right path in life to to fulfill that destiny and still put in a, a whole bunch of work yeah and they and, and, uh, and you know it on a daily basis bingo exactly and so you know we look at that as like you know I, I look at like the guys that i work out with you know every day um i work out you know three to four days a week um either either with the dudes or at home um but the, the getting ahead i'm not getting ahead doing three to four days a week I'm being consistent and putting the time in to not lose anything. Um, getting ahead means working out maybe six days a week, not for necessarily hours and hours and hours, but like that 45 minute to an hour workout six days a week to get ahead. I'm not getting ahead. I'm just maintaining. And that's what I want right now for where I'm at in my life. Um, you know, and it's the same thing with doing the gun thing. It's the same thing with doing a martial arts thing or whatever. If you think that you're going to go do a jujitsu clinic once a month and get really good at jujitsu, or you think you're going to go to the jits gym once a week and get really good at jujitsu, you might over a whole lot of time, but it's not the right amount of hours being put into it to do it. And this is the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, so we talk about how do you get from where you are now to what the next level is? How do you get from D class to C class to B class? Or how do you get from, um, maybe, maybe not even conscious competence, but we'll call it conscious competence to be generous. Um, you know, how do you get from conscious competence to unconscious competence or to it, you know, and, and move up that ladder, taking a look at it, however you want to take a look at it. And, and I will say, I will tell you guys that I, I've been behind the gun 
behind the gun counter and behind the gun for 17 years, you know, professionally. And when I say professionally, I don't mean anybody that matters to sponsoring. I mean, I'm turning my, 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 my job, my hobby into my job. So I'm sponsored. I'm a self-sponsored shooter. It sucks. Um, my boss is also a butthole. Um, but when you get into this, so like I look at that, you know, we're on, I'm on the range consistently at, at least two days a month for a few hours. Um, usually I throw in one day of my own every month as well. And then used to be on the range for three days a month, and the third day with the, with the guys was a six was a six hour day. It was not yeah. just to go up and shoot for a couple hours and go home kind of thing. Um, and and that's all like running drills and stuff like that. That's not just going out and plinking and hey, let's you know do X, Y, or Z. It's like literally, hey, let's run these drills and kind of grease in the grill the drills. And I'm fortunate enough to have some folks in my life and in those training groups that that have the mental capacity to program the exercises for the day, that there's a progression that's such that it moves you forward and you're not just kind of doing stuff to do stuff. There's actually a goal in mind at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and doing that, I'm a competent shooter. I do not consider myself a, a – I'm a solid shooter, maybe a good shooter. I'm not a great shooter by any stretch of the imagination. And I'd be willing to bet you if you put me in USPSA, I would be like a middle-of-the-pack C-class shooter. I think you'd be a little further ahead than that. I, I Maybe. Maybe. If yeah. I didn't screw things up, if I could get outside my own head and get out of my own damn way. Uh, maybe, but you know, so there's, there's a reality check too. If you look at, you know, my level of commitment and what I do for a living is, is not what I want it to be, but it is where I'm at. And, and I'm okay with that. That's a choice. Um, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that I can't afford to shoot a couple days a week, nor do I have some place yeah. to do it. I don't have the time, um, and, and never mind the money for ammo and this, that, and the other. But having said that, that's my commitment level right now. I'm cool with that. Um, cause I'm working on other things like trying to maintain my fitness and trying to not be divorced and trying to raise kids who aren't, you know, idiots, and and all those things are going very, very well for me. So I'm not going to complain. So yeah. yeah, so that's where it's at. How do you get from one thing to the next? Is yeah. the commitment. Um, I'm going to throw out an example without naming a name, and I'm going to get in the wayback machine. And if this guy hears this podcast, he'll probably know who he is. Uh, we had a gentleman start shooting with us about 15 years ago, um, and unfortunately hasn't shot with us for probably the last four or five years. But he's an engineer by education. Um, he's an IT guy by trade and he's a super, super smart dude. Um, physically pretty good athlete, trim, somebody who maintains his fitness, uh, probably at 40 ish years old at this point. Um, and, and this guy, when he got into shooting, he, he had been doing rifle shooting, shot up at Camp Perry, done long range stuff, uh, at Camp Perry, mostly the real formal stuff. Um, this dude got into pistol shooting back in the Big Darby Creek days and started joining us, and, and we were shooting about every Monday, every Monday night. So, I mean, it's four days a month, and we were running either either running drills or doing competitions that were set up pretty informal, but a lot of fun, good group of shooters. Yeah. Uh, this guy did everything a, a, almost comically slow at first, but perfect. And over the course of about five years, you went from looking at times from being like one of the slowest guys, but good-looking target every time, to being right at the top of the pack and having the same good looking target as everyone else. Very few drop shots, et cetera, very meticulous, very mechanical about it. That's how you get there. You get there by putting in the work every week, every day, every week, whatever your commitment yeah. level is. But when you do the reps, you do as perfect a reps as you can possibly do. You analyze if something's not right, what it was and correct it for the next rep. And you press forward and you do it again and again and again and again and again. Perfect until it gets fast and perfect. Um, the guys at the tip of the spear do this for years or decades. Um, the guys like me, the schlubs like me, uh, we go out and do it as much as we can and hopefully it's fun for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not going to advance from D to C, C to B, B to A, likely, likely on your own. 
you likely can't diagnose the things you need to correct to get yourself to the next level very easily. Some dudes can, if you're technologically oriented, you can video yourself and then go back and review it and you can scour the internet for the advice and stuff like that. That's cool. You can, you can short circuit that loop and speed up that process dramatically by going and taking classes from the best guys out there. Yeah. All those names we've mentioned all teach classes. You know, go seek Scott Jedlinski teaches in Ohio a couple times a year. Um, Matt Pranka, if you're law enforcement or you're military, Matt Pranka teaches in Ohio a couple times a year. Yeah. Um, the dudes up at Alliance PD have guys who teach up there <clears throat> who can help you extend and can take you from B and C class to B class or B class to A class if you're willing to go put in the reps with that person and go study with that person and take the time to do it. Doing it on your own is nowhere near impossible. I'm sure there's examples of guys out there have done it, but they're the exception and not the rule. Go when you find yourself at that point where like, man, I really, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty squared away. I want to extend. How do I get beyond that? Go find that person. Go look and see who's teaching what it is you need to know. Get a hold of that person and say, hey, here's what I want to extend. Just exchange some emails with them. You're teaching a class. Is this the right class? Is this where I go to do this? Or where do I go to do this? Because they may have another class or they may say, that's not what I do, but here's the guy that I go to for that. Yeah. Those guys all take classes from other people. Yeah, it's how they get. Yeah, it's how they get better. Yes, because uh, none of those guys are really satisfied with where they are now. Yeah, they're all always yes. consistently trying to push the needle just that little bit forward. That's it. And for them, uh, those incremental increases are are a big deal because it takes a whole lot more horsepower to get there um, than it does for somebody going from D class to C class. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty easy hop, honestly. Yep. Um, so you know, when we talk about extending and talk about getting there, we spend the time on the range that we can. Um, based on you and, and it's, it's your commitment level. It's just like going to the gym. If you look at, go on, go on the internet and look at all these stupid, beautiful people, uh, with six pack abs and with all the muscles and all this different stuff, you can do all this crazy crap. Um, you know, there's some genetics to that, but there's a shit ton of hard work behind it. And that hard work's not just on the range too. It's also in the kitchen, um, et cetera. We're back to do yep. P we're back to do PT, man. It's like that keeps coming around and, mm -hmm. and you know, how do you perform well? Um, not be a schlub to start off with and then go from there. But it, that's, that's the commitment. If you want it, it's there. You just got to go grab the ring and swing. Um, but it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. It's not difficult. It's not complicated. It might be difficult. Yeah. It's definitely difficult. It's difficult. It might, but it's not complicated. No. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. 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 But not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like mine, I can. <laughs> that's the other way cool so <laughs> anyway guys so um this is a conversation that again you know we like to have these conversations in the shop and kind of say hey where are we at right now um you know what are we doing to move forward you know you spend a ton of time climbing yeah similar conversation similar conversation how much has your climbing improved since you've started putting in a metric butt ton of hours training with people that are exceptional as well yeah. not just a lot of time but training with people that are exceptional as well get dramatically better than i would have if i'd only done it once once a week or twice a week yep absolutely and um, with guys like me if you and i were going to the climbing gym you're watching me fall every third time going wow that's what it looks like to be fat and clumsy okay cool i got that down yeah that's not what i want how do i be better in that in it that's a part of the game too is being around people surround yourself with excellence yeah. what do they say you're the you're the amalgam or average of your five closest friends kind of thing um if if those are yeah. if those are shit bags, find new ones. So. <laughs> to pull this into, you know, call it another climbing analogy. Yeah. Um, there's definitely in climbing. There's definitely call it style points. Um, there's getting to the top of the route, but it, it kind of matters how you do it. Yep. 
um, and to watch to watch the especially the guys that train you know by themselves um, kind of muscle through everything and it's really ugly and ungraceful. Yeah, and they expend a, a ton of energy yeah. to get there, and they're completely spent. You know, when they get to the top. Yeah. Uh, or they don't get all the way to the top because they're completely spent because um, they're exceptionally ungraceful and yeah. just try to muscle through everything. And then you get a, you know, 115 pound girl yeah. who can do a couple pull-ups, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe not, and just kind of floats right past them. Yep. Because um, they know technique yep. and how to do things efficiently and gracefully. Yeah. Um, kind of puts kind of puts all this all back into. And when you take those two people outside and put them on a rock face that's hundreds of feet tall versus in a gym where it's 40 feet, she's going to, then she looks a hundred times better because she's going hundreds of feet vertically because she hasn't stressed herself to the max. It's real easy to look good if you're a big muscly dude in a sprint. It's not real easy to look good in a marathon. In that similar conversation. And I'd say it's the same thing with the, when you look at the dudes, we'll pick SF guys. Um, most SF guys aren't big meatheads. They're not big muscle head dudes. They're guys that can go run miles and miles and miles and miles and power through shit. They're pretty strong for their size. They've learned efficiency to the nth degree. Yep. And that's what, and I guess it all comes back down to efficiency. Um, we, we, we hear the guys, uh, uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast and blah, blah, blah. Slow, slow is slow. Slow, is slow. slow can be smooth. Slow can absolutely be smooth. Slow will never be fast. Efficient is fast. Period. End of conversation. Um, I got that saying, every time I hear that saying, I cringe, um, you know, be, be efficient. I don't care. You know, don't slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Me. Okay, cool. There's maybe smooth things happening at the dark, at the yeah. B&B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The B&V is smooth. It actually might be smooth with a capital <laughs> V. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the topic of the day is, is uh, you can be smooth, but you should still be efficient and be fast. And that's what you're working for. And the efficiencies will only come through repetition, perfect repetition, and lots of it. And then when you get to that point where you plateaued, go find somebody who can push you over the top of that plateau and onto the next one um, because that's where it's at. But it, it is a fun journey. It can be an expensive journey, but like any other hobby, yeah. if you get into it, this one's probably no worse than anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah dry fire is your friend. Um, yes. know, being smart with getting good training yep. and learning good technique at the beginning for seven to unlearn it, um, is really important. Yes. Uh, it, it is exponentially more expensive to unlearn bad or not to unlearn bad technique, but to replace bad technique with good technique. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it would be beautiful if you did unlearn it cause that means it wouldn't come back to haunt you. Um, but yeah. replacing it's a big deal. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So there it is guys. Uh, all right, again, we're back to our same message. PT. Get out there and do your PT yep. do and, your then, dry fire. and then dry fire and then go practice and go take classes and go train and learn new stuff and uh, learn how to implement it, learn how to practice it, learn how to stay sharp with it. Um, and, you know, do, do what you can do. You pick you pick your commitment level, but be honest with yourself about it. Um, the last thing I'll throw out there, document it. You should have a training. If you got a training book for the gym, you should have a training book for this. If you got a training book for anything else or a log book for anything else, you should have a log book for this too. Um, keep it up to date. Uh, if you haven't kept it up to date in a while, but you have one, go, go dust it off and go after it. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and who knows, those skills are probably likely to be valuable at some point in your lifetime, especially the way things are going now. Yep. So cool. Yeah. On that note, as we come across training things and whatnot, um, they get pasted up to your social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, um, on Facebook, search for Cap City Outfitters on Instagram. We are Cap City Outfitters too. Um, hopefully the commie bastards at Meta let us stick around for a while. Grr. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer, how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, also on the website, you can sign up for our newsletter that comes out on Fridays. Uh, lots of good information along with new things and stuff at the store on there. And then come visit us at the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we are in front of the Aldi's. Uh, we're right next to Louis Fusion Drill. We're here 10 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, and we look yep. forward to seeing you soon. Thanks a bunch, guys. Appreciate you tuning in.